This is the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast with my mom, Shawnee, and my 40-year-old dad, Chris. Happy birthday, Daddy-O. Happy birthday, Daddy-O. So yesterday, um, Daddy and I woke up and we kind of hung out and we were chit-chatting. So I recorded some of it and started talking to him a little bit about turning 40 and what the world's turning into. You want to hear some of it? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, episode 38. It's part two of the last episode, if you're following along. And if you're not, uh, hang out and chat with Chris and I a little bit about what it's like to uh, be him in today's day and age and a little bit about where he came from. But today we're celebrating the love of our life, right? Yes. What's his name? Chris Bonjour. I love Chris Bonjour. Oh, Chris Bonjour. What did we sing to him yesterday? Thicker than a sneaker, heavy like a Chevy. Come here, little mama, let me rub up on your belly. We don't really think he's a little mama, but that's how the song goes. So. Well, he's a little mama. He is my life. <laughs> well, you know we're gonna get a dog, so maybe we'll get a little mama dog. Yes, let's get a little mama dog. Then we can rub her belly and say, hey, hey, hey. That's that's a TikTok thing for everybody who doesn't know. All right, well, uh, here's Daddy and I chit-chatting a little bit. Thanks, Chatham, for doing the intro. I love you. Welcome. Bye. Bye. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. About this, like, home skills class. And that's her, her whole thing. Her whole classroom was set up for home skills. Okay. And... One of the classes you had to take when you were a senior was like a like a parenting or childcare class or something in that in that realm, and they would like once a week bring up kids from the elementary, and you would like be cared for the kid and have to like take care of them for the afternoon once a week and like do activities with them. How long did that go for? It was like a whole semester, like whatever. Senior year. Yeah, like there's certain like like to graduate high school at Langsburg High School. There was like certain things you had to do. You had to take a government class your senior year, an economics class, and then there was like the Miss Novelin taught these. Like she taught a whole bunch of different classes, but there was one that was like this. Life. I can't remember. Like, it was like it was life. like a life skills one, but it specifically I remember it was every Friday like the class because the way it was made was, oh it was a uh, um, senior seminar that or something that's what it was called, and like you you only you got to get time off. That's what it was. It wasn't in the afternoon. It was in the morning. And you didn't have to come into school until 10 a.m. Because, except on Friday, to, like, check in. Because it was, like, uh, you got credit for doing something out there. That's how I got my internship with the radio station my senior year. Because it was, like, basically chase your passion. And we'll give you, you know, you can set up time to do it. But take me back to the kid coming to the school. The elementary kid. So part of that thing was there was something to do with it. And then, like, the life skill... There was, like, you, they also wanted to give you, hey, I know, because they knew, like, in Langsburg, like, some people were literally going to graduate and pivot right into marriage. Because it's a small town. Yeah. And, like, we're going to raise kids. Like, there was literally, like, I know two people who had kids literally right after we graduated. Like, start, like, planned kids. Like, they got married and, like, started their family because they wanted to start their family young. Yeah. And you, so on Friday as part of the senior seminar, life skills class, whatever, we would meet, and they would bring up, like, the kids from, like, a class from the elementary school, and you would, like, take care of, like, little kids, like, kindergartners, and, like, just kind of learn how to take care of kids, and, like, what kids need, and, like... Do you remember your person? Uh, kinda. Is it, I think his name was Adam, if I remember right. He's, like, a little kid. He played basketball. You should find out where he is. You should find out how that went. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? Like, what did you do that semester with him? Nothing. Like, they just came into the class. It was like, we all did it as a group, and we played with the kids and, like, played games. Like, oper- like I said, operation. That's why I, I joked about the operation thing, because Miss Noblin had all, like, the board games, because when the kids would come, we you know, you'd get out the games and play operation with them, or cards, or color, though. or whatever. I love that. But it was, like, a teaching, like, how to, you know be with kids and then we also had the egg thing that. and the taking care you know like the baby that pees yeah, and we never cries had and anything it. that was interactive with we life. had the one with the, the babies with the keys 
like it, the mis- like okay so that was the other thing so we had the you, they're not going to give kids real life kids so that's why we play that's why you've got the elementary because it also worked with the elementary kids and it was a way for like the kindergartners to see the seniors yeah. and in the small community kind of close that circle like oh I want to be like you someday yeah exactly so then but we also had the babies with the keys that's right so there was these babies that you had to take care of and like they had little monitors in them and stuff like that you and had those yeah that's pretty high tech for Lanesburg. well there wasn't like everybody like Okay, that's what I'm saying. These are small little classes all set up. Like, these aren't huge classes. These are, and again, I had a graduating class of so 84 people. did each people. couple get a baby, or was, was it was like, baby? like, I think there was three total babies, and, like, you rotated on Like, you didn't I have it for a whole semester. TV. It was, like, for a week. Everybody rotated. Like, so, you know, like, you passed on your baby. <laughs> I never thought that was real. I, I mean, I knew it was real. I just didn't think it happened. I wouldn't have thought it would happen in Langsburg if it didn't happen in my private school. But I will say I know why it happened in Langsburg. Before I got into middle school, Langsburg... Oh, yeah, state funding. No, exactly. Langsburg got a new high school. Yeah. A brand new high tech, and it was, like, the one where they, like, they took all the pictures and state capital, and, like, it was geared as, like, this is what's going to draw in everybody to Langsburg. Like, because Langsburg before then was, like, farming town with a couple people who worked at the GM factories. And they were, like, trying to, like, attract the young professionals who didn't want to live in Lansing or live in Flint. When or, did that, know. oh, that, um... High tech, high place come up. Where is that? That's not a wasa. What is that? I don't know. I don't remember high tech high. So it sounds like what's no. It's on the when you get off Jolly, right? You see, you're you're on ninety six. You get off it. You get no one twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, 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 no. Let's say I stay on 96, okay? I stay on 96, right? Yeah. And then there's the one that were Big John's and all that stuff. Big John's, that one... Joy Road. What what road is that? You get off of Big John's is over here. Cracker Barrel is over oh, here. Oh, Owasso Road. Owasso Road. There's like the Meridian high, and stuff, yeah. There's a high school on Owasso Road that supposedly was really high tech. Oh, Okemos. Okemos High School. thank you. Not Owasso. Okemos High School. I got my O's confused. There's a lot of O names in Michigan. There is. There is. Yeah. But I thought they were like a high... They like were, yeah. they were doing like iPad learning before other people... Yeah, they're the high end. That That's the rich people. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. That is not Lansing schools. Like, even though there was probably a lot of people who lived within like a stone throw of each other, they went to completely different school systems. I gotcha. Yeah. But anyways, you're back to the kids. The class... Yeah. We were learning how to be a parent. It was like life skills. But I mean, we also had like two science classes. So there was either you took real science, like, and I shouldn't say real science, but science, college prep science, like you knew you were going to go to college. Mm-hmm. Or there was farm science class where you learned about farm science because you knew you were going to, after high school, you were going to go be a farmer. Mm-hmm. And those, you got same credit in there too. But I never, like, there was certain kids, like, for like two hours out of the day, like, we were in two different worlds. Like, they were going out to the barn to learn how to castrate a pig, and, like, we were dissecting a sheep's eyeball, or dissecting a frog. That was mm-hmm. our thing. Like, that's those were the two big monumental moments in, in science. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. No, they didn't really do a lot of adult prep in high school that I remember. But I was gone my junior year, and then I came back. I only did three years in the same high school. So then maybe the year I was gone, they did life shit. Mm. But I mean, crazy. I had to learn how to, I had to learn in economics class how to make a product and sell it and balance a book sheet for a small business. I mean, that's a big class. We, I didn't, I don't. I yeah, don't like when that. people are like, why didn't I ever learn to write? I was like, but I had a class like that. I was like, I think a lot of people just didn't pay attention in school. I think they literally were being taught how to balance. Because I learned how to balance a checkbook in high school in Mr. Smith's econ class. I learned about the basic branches of government in Mr. Smith's government class. Yeah, I mean, I learned that. I learned, yeah, but I learned about, like, like balancing budgets and all the stuff you need for at home. Like, home skills. I learned from Mrs. Noblin, like, literally how to, like, sew. I have a football somewhere that I sewed out of cloth. That I learned that from my grandma. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, that's the thing I learned in school. So, they like, I think I had smaller disadvantages. I had, I had disadvantages 
in different ways growing up in a small town. Like, I didn't have anything open past 7 p.m. Like, the closest, uh, the, like, like, I don't know, anything fast foody or whatever was 20 minutes away. Like, but in the reverse is, our school system, our teachers, most of them lived in the town. Like, there wasn't people coming. All of our, our police lived in our town. Our firefighters all lived in our town. Like, everybody lived, everybody knew each other. Like, I went to school with teachers' kids. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, the only really outside influence, like, Miss Patel. Like, you could talk to her about it. Like, she was an Indian lady, but, like, she was one of the only people who didn't live in Langsburg that worked at the schools. Like, that was the whole thing. It's like, she would tell you about... She would tell us about things that happened in Detroit. Like, we were hearing about a far-off land. Mm-mm. So, that... But the reverse is, like, our school knew a lot of our people weren't leaving our town. Like... There's a lot of kids who graduated and just stayed in Langsburg. Like, so, and so they knew, like, hey, we need to teach these basic skills, and they, they, they changed the school that way. that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, you're yeah. supposed to build a community. And I feel like there's something lost in that, is that everybody's kind of out for themselves. Uh, and I think the out for ourselfness has kind of taken over, and maybe, you know, having mm-hmm. people police and teach and everything themselves and create communities or be so mixed and diverse that we can't really draw those well, try you know, it in Seattle right draw now lines you seen the the uh um yeah tell me about Seattle the they how what is it they're calling it something it's not the I want to say the autoimmune zone but it's not the autoimmune <laughs> yeah but zone. it's something it's uh but anyways the one one of the one <laughs> the of the, one of the no there's like a zone but one of the block, one of the areas that is for the police, like they were pro, the protesters were there, and then finally, like a couple nights ago, the police just gave it up, and they said, "Well, if you don't want us here, we'll leave," and the protesters said, "Good," turned the barricades, created this block, and now they're like having parties and cultural meetings and doing every like having this whole society, and um, right, yeah, and and basically policing themselves, and then my funny thing is the 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 chief. The police chief's back. She's she's like, I don't, this is you know this isn't how it's supposed to be. Blah blah. We're really afraid that businesses are going to be uh, approached for protection money. And all I thought are booming. No, well, not even that. I'm like, you mean protection money? You mean taxes and citations <laughs> if they don't do what you tell them to? I was like, I mean, you, you're scared that somebody's going to play your game. Like, like let's say it. Like, remember we owned a business. Remember when I put out? I just put out a sign yep. in front of my business that's a, a sandwich board. And they came, they brought, they came, the cops came quicker to talk to us about why we needed, didn't pay our $50 to have the sign up yep. than they did when our alarm went off and somebody walked into our place at two at, in the morning. At two in the morning. No police ever came. I never got a call on that. We got I, to the shop, the door was wide open. So go Seattle. But are the businesses, how are the, how are the businesses? Doing? I don't know. I mean, it's days old. I mean, you're, you're talking, everybody's still in the throes of, I of jubilation. I, if, I have another question for you that feels a little weird. So one, it's your fortieth birthday weekend. I'm happy fartieth. Happy fartieth! We've been celebrating with whoopee cushions, and every time there's a whoopee cushion fart, happy fartieth birthday weekend. All right. So, how do you feel about being forty? It feels the same. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I. I told you I wanted to get you a dog. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I was feeling bad that I couldn't, like, surprise you and have a cute little dog, but if we were... I want to pick out a dog. I know, and I feel like it should be a family choice. Yeah. So, just When I got my dog as a kid, like, we went to the farm and picked it out. I feel like you need to, like, have a vibe. It needs to be kind of like a vibe. That was my mom's feeling. Like, we we didn't just go get the first dog. Like, we wanted to go find it, and the dog that... The dog we got, Ricky Dog, like, was, like, the kind of dog that, like, it was just a silly dog. Well... And that's what we, you know... You were drawn to it. Yeah. Well, it would like the, the to her. well, yeah. When we met her, we went to the farm, and all the other dogs, like it's all the puppies, they all came running up to us. She could give two f's about us. She went the other way. She wanted to go check out the car we came in, and she was like sniffing the tires, and she tried to jump in the back seat, and she peed on the back seat. Mm. And I was like, "That's my dog. She don't give two f's about anybody. She just wanted a new place to mark her territory." <laughs> yeah. So Chathan had a bright, I- a bright idea. Great idea. Because, you know, he's now being raised in the age of a pandemic. And so I was going through the list of the things I wanted to do for your birthday. And I was like, okay, so I want to, I need to do this for the this and this for the decorations. I need to do this. And, 
you know, every time, and, and I've got nine gifts, and every time Daddy sits on a whoopee cushion, we're going to give him a gift. And I've got these nine. And Chase was, like, very excited, very excited. And I was like, Che, but I think the only thing that's going to make him happy is a dog. And he was like, oh, we'll just write dog on the list. We'll go online. We will meet a dog on Zoom, and we will just order it. So you just like we're gonna watch the dog play, or like were we gonna have an interview with the dog? Well, I mean, like, he's seven. He's never bought an animal before, and for him, his whole world of buying yeah. anything you want comes from online. Amazon just confirmed. Well, my favorite part is when you guys explained to me that I had to sit on whoopee cushions to get my presents, <laughs> and that had the dog been here, it was all gonna be relying on me sitting on a whoopee cushion. Now you know that's not true. So what had happened had I not? Like sat on a whoopee real. cushion. Like the like real whoopee cushion thing didn't actually work. It sounded better because by the time we left the whoopee cushions everywhere, they had deflated. So we actually, you did, you actually mostly found deflated whoopee cushions, and then we all made fart noises. Yeah, I found some flat farts. We some- <laughs> <laughs> yes, you found flat farts. So ultimately, I wondered if you would be able to wait to open all nine gifts, but you weren't able to do it. So all nine oh. have been exposed. Exactly. Yeah. You can't put a... And there, it's a whole weekend. Yeah. I know. It is a whole weekend. Today's kind of your day. Tomorrow we have a little fun stuff. Yeah. We but you kind of blew the wad on all the nine gifts. Just saying. And, like, we can do some puppy puppy shopping time. Yeah, exactly. So puppy is the big deal. But, yeah, I told... Chatham was like, just get it on Zoom and interview it, and then it'll come here. So we're going to do some family research on, on a dog. And No, I want a dog that knows how to operate Zoom. I mean, you know, digital dogs. If I talk to you about digital dogs, and if no. I say to you... Right, see? <laughs> I've, I owned a Hatchimon or whatever they were called back in the day. And I think as... Me being me, I've tried every dog gift that I can get away with that isn't actually a dog. I mean, I've done dog shirts. I've done stuffed dog. I did a ceramic dog. And I always get you a bulldog. And I always, every time I know when I get it for you and look at him, I'm like, don't ever buy him a cute statue of a dog, ever. It's the dumbest thing. It's a taunt. It's really, it's your trolling me. <laughs> exactly. Um, dog trolls. But yeah, so we're going to get a dog because we are going to be home a lot. So might as well. It's a perfect time to do it. Chathan and his companionship, is it's definitely a thing and I think it'll be good for him. So yay, there's that. Plus he says he'll stay, stay in his bed and sleep there all night if he has a dog. Yeah, he probably will. <laughs> I, I just, you know, it's... it's Somebody said it best on one of my fa- on one of my favorite reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. There's a level of cleanliness that you just forego when you have an animal. Like there's just it's there's just a level of it that you won't have. There will be pee poop stuff. There will be fur stuff. There's just it's just a level that you have to succumb to, and I just have a hard time succumbing to that level. But the companionship trumps. He has not stolen that word from me. Um, the companionship trumps that. So, yeah. Um, speaking of... of she just say, start saying spades that. Spades are the high suit. So. Okay. Is trumps and spades? I can't remember. It's been a while since I played spades. Yeah, don't you say trumps and spades? But it's still trump. Or it's just spades are always the high suit. Alright. Spades are always... Well... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in spades, yeah. It's been like eight or nine years since I played spades. I know, me too. It's been a long it's, time since last I played, time I played was with you. You nah. grew spades. It's been a long time since I played either of those. How are you feeling about. <laughs> How do you encompass. Everything you saw. Oh, P.S. I talked to Shantae and Leonica last night, or day before yesterday. When did I record with them? Yesterday? No, night. day before yesterday. Thursday night. Yeah. I recorded with them Thursday night, and since then, um, Trump is not holding his rally on Juneteenth. No, we moved it. Yeah. He's, so. He. 
got what he wanted. What does he want? How does it feel to be a white man right now? Does it feel weird to be a white man right now? Um, I married a white man. It's weird that I married a white man in that I feel so vocal and then I feel kind of... Sometimes I feel bad. I, feel, I hope your dad doesn't think that I'm... I think he's a bad person. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's an amazing, wonderful man. Because he's a retired cop and sometimes I feel like, oh. And I don't want you to think I think you're bad. That I don't, nobody thinks all white people are bad. You know that, right? And that was what, when, I, when I was talking to Shante and Leonica, actually before you get to this... I was talking about how I thought you were the one who should have become president because you share the birthday, share the same birthday as Donald Trump. And I was saying how you would have made a better president. Because you're actually, like, one of the humans that's actually, like, I... But talk to me about being a white man in America right now. Tell me about it. It's... I'm so curious, Hubbin. Oh. That's all you got? You come on. You're so intelligent. Tell me what's happening. How does... How does white man America handle this? Do you feel like you have a responsibility? Remember when I wanted you to wear a shirt that said feminist and you thought it was crazy? Yes. Because you don't just wear shirts. You got to do your actions. I've always just done my actions. But I've never always felt like a white man in America. I don't know. I just... I understand my privilege. I've understood it for a long time. But I'm also the kid who read about other religions when I was in high school, what other kids weren't. But also, I think what you see is the natural white culture is to always make somebody else your problem and always have somebody on the outside. Say, like, explain that. Okay, so when I was a kid, we didn't have anybody but white people. So, what happened was, when I grew up, it was all white. So you can't blame anybody on your problems if there's nobody in your town who doesn't, if everybody looks like you. So the natural shift then becomes... The haves and the have-nots. The haves and the have-nots. Sure, right. And my mom... One, and one of the things that happened back then is people just didn't get divorced. But I want to know about you now. I, they, they, getting there, there's stories. So what would happen then is my mom is one of the people who, through AA, mm-hmm. kind of opened her home to people mm-hmm. and that included people who didn't look white mm-hmm. and so i had natural exposures to everybody well the town did not take kindly to my mom converting an old school down the road from her into a place for people to meet uh, for aa and so we got shunned a little bit to the point where we stopped going to church and, like, I learned then that what white people do is they find things like that. And then when they band together, like, that's how they, they blame for, oh, now we've got crime in this society because uh, because the, the, the blacks from Detroit and Lansing are coming to the AA meetings. You know, they're the lowest. No, you got crime because the white hillbilly down in the fucking trailer park is breaking into houses because he's addicted to meth. We all know who he is. Mm. We all know who he is. It ain't a secret. Oh, they're the black to bringing so, in the the, the wit so, card. No, I go to the IGA and I watch the same white trash the use same. the wit card. I know who you are. I stand behind you in line. We all know each other's names. All right, like that's the thing I don't get. Like all the shit I heard, you hear from people. I'm like, but growing up, I never saw a black person, but I saw all the actions you're saying. Like I did see it. Like you know what I mean. Like like in my town. Like like. So when you think of, <clears throat> do you think that there's people in your life that you love that are racist? Yeah, I know that. I've confronted them. Do you feel that you've had all the conversations that you're going to have with them about it? Yeah, because we don't talk anymore. I mean, you saw it. Like, I had my brother's wake. I I I gave it as as much as I could until about two or three comments in, and then we ended it to the point where somebody at my brother's wake after my, like days after my brother had died literally got in my face about why they about what I why I was canceling the party and I was like no you guys are not using the n word here I get you're all drunk and 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 white people you're all gonna use it because you hear it in music or whatever the fuck I don't care it don't happen you watched it happen in my basement of my house yeah. I was like, I ended it right there. Yeah. Like, that's the... That, I've always been like that. And yes, I've lost relationships over it. I've lost jobs over it. Yeah. I've lost a lot of... But whatever. My, like I said, my mom taught me. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I guess I'm curious... 
there's an, enough white men on my Facebook feed that have been pretty quiet about everything. Yeah, because that's mostly what happens. Like, it retreats. They seem to retreat. Like, there's a few getting vocal, and I'm happy to see them. It's very simple. It it goes down the old principle: the the loud, racisty, whatever's are just the bullhorns. And that's other- what I say. That's the thing. I was t- I was in one of my um, Joe Biden groups, and I was saying that um, there's a gr- there's some people talking about putting their signs up in their yard, and. Others were saying, no, in my neighborhood, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't because, you know, they're going to come at me this way. They're going to come at me that way. And I said, but I do think when you're in communities and where people look like you and you've got friends who are Republicans and you're kind of like doing that, they need to see more of you. They need to see more people like being able to push through that, to give them the courage to keep pushing through it. Because it really is. It's like if you don't have the backup from white people, it becomes hard. Like you always ask me why when I go into a room do I kind of scan to see what the people of color count is. Like I just kind of usually know like generally where I'm at, what's going on because I know you'll stand up for me. Yeah. God forbid anything pops off, but like, you well, know. Well, like I said, I understand my privilege on multiple. Like, I'm a white male. I can walk around at night and I don't have the same fears as a, a woman. I don't have the same fears as a minority. Like, I don't have those things because it's not registered. Mm-hmm. Like, it hasn't, the life experiences haven't been there to yeah. register it. Yeah. Like, the same way as if you're born rich and you've never experienced any of the, the hurt of poverty. You just think that that's regular life and everybody lives like that. Yeah. You think that poor just means that, you know, you don't you get non-name brand things. Yeah. You don't think that it means you don't eat at all. Yeah. Life experience teaches a lot. And there's two ways to get it. There's either have it forced on you or there's to go ex- see it and experience it. Yeah. And, you know, most people don't choose to do it. If they aren't getting forced on them, they aren't really choosing to go do it. So I can't be that. I can just recognize what I'm what I'm not seeing. Don't you just think from a bottom line money standpoint, equality just makes more people more money? Yeah, but we don't want them you don't understand like more people don't want more people to make money. I, a lot of little people want to just make more money. Right, I get that. But I'm saying but it is true that yeah. if we had general equality, even like the Confederate flag wearing, you know, you know, guy from the, the 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 country trailer park side of the world would have something in common with the brother from you know the hardest hit parts of New Orleans. You know, like they would have a common goal if they both understood that if we fight for equality overall, the general population will benefit. Trump's not your guy because he's taking care of you. Trump's your guy because he looks like you. That's it. But if we, generally speaking, were more equal in society, don't you think? Like, we could spread the wealth. And it they wouldn't even have to, if they don't like each other because of the way each other looks, they don't have to talk to each other. But at least, like, everybody from poor economic backgrounds should understand that equality benefits across the board. Am I right in saying that or am I wrong in saying that? Yeah. I mean, there would be, there would, the argument against that is, uh, I guess, you know, if you're born with advantages, do you, you know, like... Do you get less pie if I get more pie? I don't know how that works. I don't think so. I think everybody just, everybody should grow together. I've always said, if this is a tree, you feed the roots, not the leaves, but... And then the leaves feed the roots. Like, they collect sunlight. But and then the, goes, then the leaves fall, and then they help the birds build. The, I mean, it's just the whole part of a yeah, system. <laughs> yeah, but you don't like like you don't infuse you don't infuse the food in the middle of the trunk or at the top of the tree. You put it at the roots, which would be the base, which would be your you know your your poorest economic areas. Because I've always feel like as far as teams and teamwork and camaraderie, yeah. and if these are my fellow citizens, so let's say that this is my team, you're only yeah. as good as your weakest link, right? Yeah. So if your weakest link is well, there's there's an answer on that one. Is it cheaper to improve the weakest link or put a bullet in the cheap in the weakest link? Well, that's where we're at, right? Yeah. So that's where that's we're at the crossroads. That's I think what crossroads. you're seeing is an evolutionary leap. A lot of people like what happens like okay, 
you know, like, we're Homo sapiens. Mm-hmm. But before us, there was another species of Homo. Like, bef- there was human before mm-hmm. us, before we got to this part of evolution. Mm-hmm. And we both existed at the same time. We overlapped. Like, it wasn't like, boom, one day, and then it's a different... Like, we overlapped, and then what happened was Homo sapien killed off Homo not sapien. And then what's going to happen in the future, which maybe is happening right now, is you're having a mental evolution. And the people who are evolving past are going to not kill. I'm not... That's a bad phrase. Because I, I don't think the Homo sapiens were out there, like, declaring war and hunting It just them they phased they, off. They phased them off because they it just, evolved. The survival of, of the fittest. Evolution, you know, gives these things. And one thing is going to be this ability to operate in a society of understanding equality, seeing this thing. Because you're going to lose your jobs. You're going to be the person that doesn't understand. Well, what do you mean... All lives matter isn't a race. Yes, it is. We've determined. We're telling you why it is. We're literally giving you infographics that say, until Black Lives Matter. See, that's a part of a pie. You can't have a whole pie. We learned this in fucking first grade. I know my child. I had to teach him two months here at home, so he understands that a pie is not whole until all the pieces are in it. And right now, there's a piece missing. So all lives do not matter. And if you state that. Then you've one said in four years, I can't understand how a fucking first grade pie chart works. And two, you don't really believe all lives matter. You're making a, a veiled statement, all right? You're the same reason that when, yes, Trump knew what he was. If he didn't know about June 19th and he's supposedly the leader of the African American, I'm the greatest president but for African Americans. But he, so previously we had stated the Trump rally was to be held in Tulsa on Juneteenth, June 19th, the day that slaves were freed. Yeah. So that's where he was going to have his rally, ultimately, uh, after making this big, ha-ha, look what I'm going to do. Now he's pulling back and saying, oh, I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. Okay, back to context. Yes, so that's where he was going to have his rally. Yeah, but his other claims is he's the the greatest president for African-American rights ever. Then you can't then schedule your rally on Juneteenth and then say, I had no clue that that was an important date in the African-American culture. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. But this is the other thing is then... it also fits his other things, like he just lifted transgender rights. Yep. On the anniversary of the Pulse shooting. Yep. Like, you know what you're doing. Yep. You know who you're sending your signals to. Shock all right? All, shock and all. You know who, the only route you have to an election is to make sure that your base is so fed with red meat that they're rabid to a point where it breaks out on on the November elections. Like, it's going to be to the point of, like, physical intimidation, like people in the streets type stuff. Do you think he's going to um, bully NASCAR with the whole Confederate flag thing? Probably. Who knows? I feel like there's some bullying coming there. He's he's already called out the NFL, so why not? I don't, I mean... How do people support him? This is what I don't... What do they What do they support about him? I, I says, don't have the patience to watch Fox, Fox News. What do they support about him? It's either two things. One, he gets you money because you make over a certain rate. You're in business because he's really... He's very helpful if you are a person who doesn't care about things. Like, you just care about money and the tax rate and corporate tax rate type stuff. But social justice care. is, like, like no Like, like you're really you excited because he got rid of a lot of restrictions on, like... Yeah. Uh, on like safety and stuff sure. like that things that don't create jobs but they they create money for businesses because you don't the have short to, term yeah, looks good for you personally like, personally personally like hey we don't need to put these safety rails here anymore so we don't have to pay the money to make sure that this inspection is done like right. that's awesome like so that's why you like him and like, then he you, looks like them or so you don't have money and there's two things you can do you can either get mad at the 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 system you know, the thing that is really the reason you don't have money, the reason you're still stuck at your job and your family's stuck at this job or at this level. Or you can listen to somebody tell you the reason you're there is because African-Americans have, t- or whoever is taking your, your jobs or taking your education or taking your whatever. I don't know. Sucking from the system. Yeah, yeah. So then then it's not your problem. It's not your issue. You know, it's not the, the fact that, that you can't get past it. It's that other person's fault. Because you can't, because the, cause the system, if the system is holding you down, or the system is the thing, the blame. reason you can't get, you know, then that's on you because you can't outgain the system. But if you're saying that somebody is literally coming and stealing, a physical person is coming and taking this from you, then then it's totally not your fault. Then it's not, you're not too dumb, you're not too anything, you're, you're being attacked, you're being this, you're, you know, and that gives that blame. So that's what he is. That is he's, he plays to two communities. He either is going to make you wealthy 
and you don't care how it happens. Just as long as the money, I don't care if the blood is dripping on the bag, as long as the money's in the bag, we're cool. Mm. Or he's going to give you that person to blame for why your life is shit. <laughs> and it won't be you. Because Obama would kind of tell you it was you. He would kind of be like... He'd tell you, don't boo, vote. Yeah. Don't fix, boo, fix vote. Your, fix your own situation. Go, you know, the system, it, this, Okay, the system's against you. Now go fix it. You know what the problem is. Go, go fix, fix the it. system. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and kind of Trump does the same thing, except he makes it a fake problem, so then you get racists out in the world lynching people and cops killing people in the streets because they think they're solving the problem that somebody has presented. And that's where the issue is when you create these race things. When you create these, when you refer to one people, uh, one group of people as thugs and the next group of people as, you know, there's, there's very nice, good people. Uh, yeah, very, very good people, fine people. Very fine people. That's when you create these lines that, you these militarized lines. Like, all right, if your, your family is now threatened if this happens, if these people exist, if Antifa, which is the dumbest thing. Antifa is not even a group. It's a, it's a movement, I think, for anti-fascism. So you're literally, America just, like, declared anti-fascist terrorist. Like, you get what that means. None of his words make sense to me. The makes- people who can look at him and say, yes, sir, no, sir, don't make sense to me. The people who can give him the power that they give him don't make sense to me. The people who can justify these actions of police brutalizing black men don't make sense to me. The fact that people don't want to end racism and make everything just kind of what we said we always represent. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Like, that's what we say. So why? by slave owners. But, right. So, like, make those words mean something. Build it into what you want it to be. 846, thanks for putting me on that yesterday. First thing in the morning, you woke up. Oh, that was going to be all over the place. I I know it was going to be, but you put me on it. I was 740. It was 740 in the morning, and you were like, 846, check it out. And I was like, why is that? Oh, 846, yes, Dave Chappelle. 846, yes, Dave Chappelle. 846, it wasn't a, uh, somebody said today, uh, it wasn't comedy. It was a statement. He was making a statement. Yeah. It was a 30-minute statement. You haven't watched it. Oh, that's comedy. It, it was just, comedy. That, that that's comedy. That's just what you saw was an open mic bit. Like you saw him open micing and get, which is that like that's why he had the book in his hand. You never see Chappelle work with a book in his hand, so you could tell he was working new material. Well, of course, he was working new material. It's weeks old, and like that right there is twenty seven minutes, thirty minutes that he had it had he processed it and probably ends up being eight, mm-hmm. like. And I could tell there's certain areas where he would have kept and certain areas he got off and he didn't. But but he also let you see that process he saw, because you needed to see it raw. You needed to see the, his his statements raw and things refined. Like, refined that, I mean, it was, I thought it was brilliant at 27 minutes. But, I mean, he's going to refine it down to probably a classic eight minutes. You know, the, Chris Rock's Pussy Pancakes bit is, was, you know, the original telling of that was probably 27 minutes long. And then he threw open micing and stuff and, it, it, you know, I don't know how a guy of his level open mics a bit like that. You know, it's easier for smaller comics. You can just go open mic and nobody's stealing shit. But Chris Rock shows up anywhere. like Everything's up for yeah. grabs. But I guess he did it before <laughs> cell phone videos. So that's probably, you yeah. know, probably how they did it. But yeah, but that, I, that, the, the, the commentary, the statement, the, the bit, the, the show, the whole thing. Why do we want to hear from people like Dave Chappelle? It's because of what he said. You trust people like that. You trust people who have always kept it real and so yeah i think people who who have always kept it real are kind of just the the north star right now you know people who you've never kind of questioned are the only north star that any of us have right now yeah because i mean you're people are the the guy who runs the country is literally lies about lying so every single day like his press secretary every single day his new one literally came out her first day was i will never lie to you and then followed up with a lie every single day yeah so happy birthday i know you shared the same birthday with him i really do think i know but i there's a lot of great people who were probably born on july and it's flag day i think it's the irony of it is that it's flag day he probably wasn't even born i love the american flag 
Yeah, everybody loves the American flag. It's a really nice put-together flag. No, I love the idea of when we first got married, I said when we have a family, I wanted a family crest. Like, I really like the idea of a flag. Yeah. So, I don't necessarily like... But it's become as far as the symbolism. Yeah. But the idea of a representation of a group of people who have similar ideals regarding humanity is all I'm calling for. That's as basic as it gets. Yeah. Feed our hungry people. Take care of our old people. Make sure people are working. Kids are getting educated so we can grow industry and grow our world. I don't think it's that complicated. It's going to take some time. It's going to take time. I don't know how we're not here yet, but it's going to take time. And sugar cookies. And sugar cookies. Happy birthday. I'm going to go have sugar cookies now. I love you. There's not going to be any left. I'm going to eat them all. Music. I wrote a blog post for a birthing group here called Buddha Belly. Music does have a powerful role in this whole thing. So if you could think. Of one song, and I'm putting you on the spot because I can edit. One song that encompasses all the ish that is happening around us right now, but all the good stuff too, because humanity's coming together. Dave Chappelle was talking about how he supports the young audience getting out there. We are Bob, right behind you. Bob Dylan's Hurricane is the best song to describe this. The uh, situation right now that's the thing about it that's what's so maddening about it we've already had generations that thought they fought this war and wrote the songs about it and like the exact same stuff but worse is going on at least the subject of hurricane still lived like now they got to write george floyd uh, about george floyd but he's not getting released from prison for false like, accusations or whatnot like right so, yeah, listen to Bob Dylan's Hurricane if you want to understand, and then get really sad that that song was written 50 years ago. So your birthday is June 14th, and your mom's birthday is Juneteenth. Yep. Your mom was born on Juneteenth. Your birthday is on the... Flag Day. On Flag Day. Yes, it is Flag Day. His mom used to tell him that people had flags out for his birthday. Yep. I think that's awesome. I'm special. We have flags out for your birthday here? Exactly. I'll say 40 on them. Okay, happy birthday. I love you. Love you. Thanks for episode 38. This is episode 38. Look at that. We didn't make 40 up. <laughs> I love you. You're still
Just a friend. 